Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Self Deaf Sundays, the podcast. Do 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 do. I think it's really clear that some of the learnings from this book has really helped bring so it gives you like a high level summary of everything that this guy had figured out the power of their subconscious mind and suggestions so this is my 10th episode of doing this podcast and I can't believe that it's been 10 whole weeks of me posting every single Sunday um, all the interviews I've done with my guests and also the learnings I've done and, and the growth that has come from my experience so far of editing and doing marketing and even just having that accountability and I think I just want to take this opportunity to say a huge huge thank you to everyone who has shown support from my first launch all the reposts all the dms and all the instagram stories like it just means so much and I feel like I am I haven't even started I'm only getting warmed up for what my future holds and I also can't wait to launch all my ordinary tales and extraordinary dreams um episodes that I have recorded I think I've done about 20 guests now so I mean that is minimum 40 episodes lined up so I just want to say you know watch this space um and look out for all the exciting episodes that's coming up in the future so I think for my 10th episode I wanted to do something special and if you follow me on Instagram you might realise that I have been doing a whole week worth of campaign around I'm Remarkable which is a Google based workshop that is helping women and underrepresented groups to talk more openly about their accomplishments uh, in the workplace and beyond thereby breaking like glass ceilings and modesty norms and myself and Susie are actually going to be running this as given back and also a thank you to our community and the whole topic around self-promotion is something that we talk quite a lot so for this episode I wanted to do something special by bringing back all my guests who have been there for OTED so Perry from my first first OTED guest and V and Susie and Swiss and um, this is a topic that we have talked about quite a lot so I just thought do you know what let me do something special and I managed to bring them back and thank thank you to all of them for um being here and yeah that, that's what we've talked about we've talked about self-promotion we talked about our career and even though we're all kind of early in in our career we also wanted to kind of share what has worked from for us what hasn't and also some of the learnings from you guys enjoy this episode and let me know how you find it and also if you want these guys back and also if you want us to cover a specific topic let me know but yeah i hope you enjoyed this episode Start by saying I've got all my guests here with me. Um, so I've got Susie, Perry, Swiss, and V. Yay! Welcome. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. In the beginning, I actually wanted to ask everyone here. We've all had to go through like job interviews and all of that, right? So my question to you guys is: When you were, we can maybe we can go around uh, through everyone and ask everyone. Like you've all got on a job before mainly in the corporate world and you probably had to go to multiple stages um what worked for you and why do you think you got the job kind of leading up to it and also like during interviews and the assessment day I know it's quite a lot to cover and we've all had mm -hmm. to go through multiple kind of job interviews and a lot of yeses and no's so um yeah what worked for you guys when you when you applied I reckon the like straight off the bat I think you really got to just figure out you know what, what like you know what is it that you want out of a job the company itself, is this something that ties on with your values as such? Because, you know, go through the actual job application process. It's, it's strenuous, it's time consuming, it's energy consuming, right? So from that regard, you got to at least make sure that the place, you know, ultimately when you get that job at that company, you actually want to be there mm. and you're working on the right stuff. Because if you're not even motivated with that in the first place, then I just don't think you'll have that drive to push yourself to go through those hours of just, you know, going through the, answering those competency questions, going through those lovely psychometric tests that that all requires a ton of just energy and preparation. And for that, you got to make sure that the job, you know, the job at the end of it is something that you want to be, you want to be doing. Mm, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I think for me, it was like culture. So uh, the main thing was the value of the company. What's their passion? What's their, 
you know, mission statement, but not just the mission statement. Are they, what are the steps they're taking to complete that? Mm. And it just happened to be that the department I was um, applying for is like the key, like at the heart of it all. Um, and it's like to bring the drugs into the market quicker, right? And my whole department is dedicated to having these meetings and face-to-face interactions between key decision makers to make that happen. We're not directly related to actually doing anything with the drug, but we're just like speeding up the process. And <clears throat> that was one thing. So their mission statement needs to align with what I believe in. Uh, at the same time, it's the company culture. Mm-hmm. So what are the people like there? Like, are we going to gel well? you know it's all right if the job is ticking all my boxes and I'm ticking all of theirs in terms of interpersonal skills soft skills and you know knowledge-based um not skills but what other people actually like and you get the sense of that like a little bit of that during the interview process and in any interview process you'll have like an informal chat of some sort and I could see how my personality is going to like complement the people who are interviewing me which was like four four people from four different levels um so i could see that you know in a broader sense in terms of if there's like four different people from four different roles and i see my personality reflect in them one way or the other then I feel like I can get all, get along with those people because think about it, you're at work for like, what, 35 to 40 hours a week, Monday to Friday, during the day, you're only with your family towards like the evenings and like weekends, but most of your days is spent in the office with these people. So I need to feel comfortable to be myself and allow for me to be myself around them, them and like trust their judgment as well as mine. Mm, definitely, yeah. That's pretty similar to me as well. Like people and culture is so important. Like if it's not someone like if it's not people that are like passionate about the same things as you and like, you know, for example, if it's like design, then it's like if you share the same values, then it's so much more easier to work and you're going to be working with them. It's like working in team like every day, pretty much. And I think going back to the like interview and stuff, I've always noticed that whenever I give like 110% to whatever I'm prepping for, it, it's always worked out well. But if it's, a, it's, if it's a company that I'm like, oh, I'm not sure about, then it's naturally, I just don't give that 100, 110%. Yeah. Mm. Um, so like for, like from design point of view, like we have our portfolio where we showcase all our projects. So like the people already know what kind of stuff we've done. But what you have to do is what I've started doing anyway is actually having a detailed version of those projects in a presentation. So when you go to an interview, um, you actually have a deck prepared, and that just makes it look better than everyone else who's just going through a website portfolio because mm. it shows that you've actually made time to put it together, but it's something that you've done previously anyway. So, mm. yeah, definitely. I think building on all of what everyone said, I think my biggest thing was obviously like after like during uni and um after uni I was paired up with a company you know I was like worked with them over every summer did my placement year with them and got offered a job with them and at that time I kind of made this decision that actually you know I've reached this point where I feel stagnant I'm no longer challenged so if I choose a different company I don't want to be in that same position so it was a So I kind of really took the moment and kind of thought, right, yes, there's big, big players like this, like, you know, proper civil companies um, who do major projects, but I don't want to be in that environment anymore. So then I kind of took the initiative to really research into what designs I like. So even especially when it comes to like design and engineering, Mm -hmm. go on like um, engineering or design magazines online that um, have different projects and when you scroll down it'll say who the architect was it'll say who the structural engineer was or if there was if there's a project that you find really fascinating even if it's because I looked at like you know stage um, stage designs or art installations and I looked at the different companies that were involved in those things and those were the companies that were more creative mm-hmm. and then I kind of proceeded forward with it and in terms of the interview I think they know obviously like you can do research in terms of what the where what their website says um you can have a look at you know who might be interviewing you so in terms of LinkedIn kind of see what they're interested in but I think the 
like the most fascinating thing they found was like if you literally type in the company and then go on the news or like type the company's name in a magazine like a design magazine it comes up with articles so my recent one that I went to I kind of spoke about how I discovered them through design magazine you know through one of their projects so it's kind of showing that that initiative to like taking it further kind of being like I really thought about why I want to be here uh, because I've done more research than just going on your website so is that kind of showing that you've taken that one step more than everyone else I suppose it's quite important yeah, like 100%, just adding to what you said, you know, am I, am I applying for something uh, or at a company that's the right fit for me in terms of like personal as well as my goals in the workplace, right? And the, what you're touching on now is the fact that once you've got that locked in, it really is all about preparation, be it at the psychometric aptitude level or your video interview or your final interview stage and such. You need to prepare for that. And like you said, once again, all the information is out there on the internet. If you want to practice your psychometric test, there's tons of free ones to help you get better at them. If you want to practice, you know, what an assessment center might be like for a grad scheme or a final interview process, there's a ton of million things to, you know, to look upon there as well in terms of you know, the 20 most common questions, um, like strategy, key strategies and such to make sure that if you're in any group based interviews and such, that you're making everyone else stand out, not just yourself. Mm. And, you know, it, you're, you're, you're honestly just doing yourself a disservice if you don't go through, go through the process of just looking at something that's just, you know, the, the click of a finger away. Mm. Mm-hmm. yeah so like these days you can't just bullshit saying like yeah I like to read a lot you know I'm like into self-development I listen to TED talks I listen to podcasts um because we were chatting and then you get a question like what's what's the best TED talk or what's your favorite TED talk you listen to what's the last book that you read yeah get what's the last book you read and what was it about what did you like about it things like that so that's what I got and it wasn't like a in interview question but it came up during conversation so you should be prepared to like mm. basically just be prepared you yeah. can't just push it your way into anything and uh, when you take yourself into an interview obviously you're there to impress them but you have to be yourself mm. yeah mm. Mm. that's true because in the beginning um going back to, to my question which is all around like what you guys did I think it's very important that you start off with what the company stands for like everyone like started off with it perry kind of touched on it as well from a cultural point of view and then susie kind of touched on the design side of things what worked for you from a portfolio and then swiss you said that you know you you decided that you weren't being challenged enough and that's the reason why you kind of seek the next opportunity and the key kind of message from everything that you said there is firstly when it comes to finding the right job it's you know, finding the right company for you. And that's the first kind of foundation because like Susie, you said, if you're not kind of feeding the company or the role, you won't be able to give your 110%. So that's the very important part. And I guess like going back to the theme of the conversation, which is all around self-promotion, right? Like what did you guys do and how did you convey yourself from a CV point of view, but also on the interview side of things, like what worked for you guys and what kind of tactics would you want to share for the people listening in terms of how best to self-promote without coming across like arrogant or cocky? I think one thing, when you're presenting group projects, you really need to make it clear what impact you made. So like start by saying what your role is and then say, instead of saying we did this, say I did this I took a lead on this that's like the best way to say it and as a result we were able to do xxx Mm. so really empathize that you what you worked on and like separate it out from group work and the value that you brought Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, just kind of oh sorry you go go on go first um kind of building on what Susie just said in because obviously if you have a portfolio or work experience they obviously want to talk about that right the people interviewing you will want to talk about that. And I think a lot of people kind of make the mistake of kind of talking too much in depth about the detailed aspect of a project. So especially, you know, I relate back to engineering, they kind of speak so, so much about the kind of tiny, tiny details and talking about they use this code. When the person interviewing you kind of knows that you're not going to be technically perfect, right? But they want to see your awareness of what you did, especially when you kind of uh, apply for a graduate scheme or something. I think a lot of graduates fail to kind of really know 
like have an awareness of the uh, fuller project, right? The bigger project or the bigger idea. So instead of focusing on like technical aspects, unless they really ask you, kind of focus, end every uh, conversation about your project on like, this is what I took away with it. And if there was an issue with this, this is how I improved myself kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Always take it, bring it back to your takeaways, what you, exactly. how you grew from that project. Yeah, that's what I was going to add as well. If we go back to CV, because we still use CVs and not all job roles use portfolios, mm -hmm. like yours and Swiss's. And we like the first step is CV. One first, if you're not comfortable about um, self promotion yet, and there is some bits you have to write, like, I'm so good at blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, you have to add those like interpersonal skills at the end. Um, ask your friends, how would you describe me? your friends know you quite well as well like if you're if you're like a in a close group of friends like we are mm -hmm. each person each person should be able to describe you um in a positive way one way or the other and just compile them together um if you have to and secondly as we said like you're not just listing the things you've done before but you say i was you know i i was involved in a and in a the processes were you know xyz and from xyz the result was b mm. things like that you know mm. you're not just like listing i did this 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 you need to show what the process of each each of those um items on the list is what what was the outcome so you can show how you can transfer that skill from that workplace or wherever you worked before to this new role mm -hmm. yeah. Definitely. Oh. sorry go susie go for it Oh, um, yeah, I think a lot of the time you get that question asked, like, like if once you've like shown project or you've talked about something that you're involved in, then one of the really like popular question is, so what would you do next if you had more time? So be prepared to like reflect back and, you know, be able to answer that however you would take the next step. So whether it's reflecting mm -hmm. back and imp making improvements or, you know, taking on a completely different approach, you know, j but having that planned is like good then you can just like um you know say um whatever you would do so my statement i don't want to generalize in a sense because i'm aware that we we're all here in different industries so i don't know what kind of things the employers in those specific industries are looking for but one of the key mm -hmm. things that they were looking for at my company in terms of competencies in a graduate i think most importantly was the fact that you have to be a quick learner um because especially at the beginning of your career where you haven't really applied anything to the physical world they don't the employers don't expect you to know anything at all what they want to look into you is is this person you know like hungry to learn and can he actually pick things up on the job as quick as possible because that's something that is highly prized over someone who, who like you know thinks that they might know everything at the beginning what they actually appreciate especially at the beginning is just they honestly say look just hold your hands and say i don't know this but you know yeah. i'd love for you to take me the process of this because you know i want to imply this in the future mm. and i think that thing like, like ties up nicely with what we were discussing which is making sure that you get the learnings from each each opportunity is like you know whenever possible mm. so that's the yeah. thing there'll be times when you reach out and you know you might go to a subject matter expert and ask them to take you through a certain process and other times you might make mistakes maybe it's minor mistakes major mistakes the most important thing is just from that process just seeing go through the process of how that happened in the first place what your learnings for to make sure it doesn't happen again so you can build up upon that because that's how you develop yourself as a you know as an employee as a person mm -hmm. that was a key that was a key finding for me yeah definitely. yeah definitely just kind of just a quick thing to add to that um and i think also that you, you'll come across situations where maybe you're explaining something and the person interviewing you might correct you right especially if it's something technical in those situations like you should use it like um you should use it to show that you you accept the fact that there is room for growth right so don't be you'll obviously be alarmed at first and it's nerve-wracking and especially because you've made a mistake um explaining something but just take your time and be like you know what yes like I'm so sorry, like, as in, I, yeah. I hate you, I made a mistake there. You should have, like, 
integrity in it you have to yeah. show you are like okay i made a mistake or like i didn't exactly. know that you're able to like accept it mm -hmm. and don't try to fight them i literally i've heard so many stories of people of trying to fight the person and that person's been in the industry for like 30 more years than you i'm pretty <laughs> sure they know that like literally so it's just like little things like that like obviously it's going to be like scary or not foster mm -hmm. but um yeah I think that that shows that, you know, you're not afraid to accept your mistakes and that that that, that shows that you're ready to grow even more. Yeah. A huge skill. People often don't like to admit when they're wrong. Because mm. it, it has the ego, but when you have integrity and you can say like, oh, I made a mistake or I don't know this or you might have to teach me this, then that shows that you're only human. Mm. and it shows that you're willing to learn and grow and you have that growth mindset mm. and i think the reason for that is because when you do start your job there's going to be so much more to learn there's so much failures like the the interview uh, process is just the tip of the iceberg and then once you start working there's so much like hard times coming forward and mm -hmm. it's just to kind of judge you there right and i think uh, kind of like i'd want to just actually ask everyone on on the call now right what why do you why do you think you got the job as opposed to someone else? Because going back to my previous question, I asked, you know, what worked? And Susie, you shared some tactics like using the word I rather than we. And I know that's kind of uncomfortable in the beginning because it, it sounds like, oh my God, I was the one, the only one that did it. But I think all of us on the call, I don't know if it's because of our culture, but we've got this humble attitude where we say, oh, it's not me, it took the village, right? Like, it's so easy for us to kind of shine the limelight on someone else. It wasn't me, it was the team, and that's normal. But uh, from I'm Remarkable, you know, self-promotion is the biggest kind of muscle you need to flex to for professional and personal success. But, you know, women and underrepresented groups are seen to not do that. And I think going back to everything that you guys said around like being a quick learner or adapting and and learning and everything that you said is so important to get the job and to practice on a day-to-day -day basis but going beyond that um there's this other aspect of I guess like you know self-promotion as well right and I, I'm sure everyone did it on their interviews where you had to say I did this I did that but like for the people listening have you guys got any tips around the actual self-promotion lens um i for my like the current role i had to prepare a slide deck which uh, which um they i can't remember the exact question but it was based on the lines of like what are your strengths and weaknesses imagine doing a presentation on that and um it, there was like a more specific phrase but i can't remember but it, strength and weakness is one of the parts and that to include and um it depends on how you take it because instead of saying listing my these are my strengths and these are my weaknesses i put um this is how what was it uh these are the things that i'm good at so um that i you know i'm like i can do independently right now then and there um and then that was my strength one was um instead of weaknesses i wrote down these are the things i might need a little bit of extra help in um and then at the end i just didn't leave it like that i tied down to and like this is this is what i can do for you this is oh oh yeah that, that was it so this is what i can do for you was my strengths and my weaknesses was this is how you can you could help me mm. and the last one was and this is what we can do together so not just saying like i'm good at this i'm bad at this like show what you can bring to the table and what you can take away from the table also mm -hmm. what you can do together it you mm -hmm. like show them the possibility that you're already working from them mm -hmm. and what you can achieve together in in instead of like i and you like put a us in there somewhere you know us together like terms like that so you, they can visualize you working from them and them working with you together in the future so they could see what it's going to look like as well mm. i think one thing is don't be afraid to um, talk about your challenges that you face mm. and yeah. what you did to overcome it because self-promotion can be about learning and growing as well it's not just about something that you've achieved like that's an achievement on its own as well so don't be afraid to be like yeah these like talk about a scenario where you have faced a huge challenge and talk about how you overcame it what you did and what you learned from it and what you would do the next time 100 mm. percent. yeah i think for me it's something I've, like you know i 
I always try to put my best in terms of working towards such. And I think that's my interpersonal skills and my ability to you know, establish relationships with people, you know, people in my day to day life, as well as my work in professional life, because especially in the workplace now, in this day and age, there are very few jobs out there where you only have to rely upon yourself to get a job done. More often than not, it's, you know, you're linking with tons of people throughout the day, throughout the week, for whichever project you might be involved in. And for me personally, I know that for me to work at my best, it's when I think that I'm working alongside friends as opposed to just colleagues. Because in that way, you know, when you're working with someone who you consider to be a friend and they think the same vice versa, you're more likely to go out of each other, you know, go out of your own way to help each other out in times when you need each other, right? Now, I know that there's times when there's some people who are just, you know, who it's just a job and they have no time for that. They just want to get their job in and out and they might not want to have that same kind of relationship. And that's okay. Again, that's another challenge of being able to understand, you know, that person's ways of working, their motivations. So you kind of, again, mold your approach to each person so that you know it's, it best fits them mm, definitely mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so i think uh the most important aspect for me was the questions that i ask so obviously at the beginning when they tell you you know ask you questions on the, your project ask you questions on your cv that's about you showing that you're capable of the job right and i think the questions that you ask are almost like the most important aspect because in that in in those questions you then want them to be like it's your opportunity to show why they should want you right so i kind of word my questions so it's like so how can i expect my role here to develop right not only that uh you can ask questions depending on so you uh, came from a big company yourself and you started this company what were your motivations kind of show this kind of that you're engaged with the people and the company mm -hmm. that you understand that you want to know what their motivations were so that when you're almost interviewing them as well right so it's about what do you expect of me in terms of my development what can I expect in terms of my day-to-day -day duties here so to kind of make them realize that oh wow okay she's like she or he that they're interviewing us as well because they want to make sure that they're the right fit for the company yeah. so in that aspect you're promoting yourself because you realize your self-worth you realize that you're not just here begging for a job that you want to be an asset to the team and you can be an asset to the team so i think wording your questions correctly and asking the right questions can almost set you apart in terms of like whether you get the job or not Mm, but, that's yeah. very true. I think self-promotion is such a tricky kind of topic because it just sounds like it's me, 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 right? And society uh, frowned upon you. And I guess that's true in some aspect, but, you know, like research has shown that this uh, um, mindset of not, you know, talk, thinking about myself is actually kind of worse as you get older and like you said perry in the beginning like you promoted yourself but then you also added that it's about us angle right and i think women do that quite a lot it's not they never take the credit for i do these things and i think like that's the challenge that um we face as we kind of progress in our career right the older that we get and i actually want to ask quite a um i guess like a vulnerable question where has anyone of you ever felt like someone else took your credit for the work that you did because you didn't own up to it or, or put your name against it um and i guess like from a personal point of view as well i think it's just the way i've been raised like when someone else does that i kind of brush it off and that's fine once or twice but the more you do it um when it comes to recognition at work or recognition for your worth like those kind of things get brushed under under right but has anyone ever felt like they did all the hard work and and you know you put in all the work but because you didn't voice your once again going back to you didn't promote your your own self when you did the work that someone else took the credit for it i wouldn't um say credit but like um i remember there were like as a, i think as a designer naturally you want to get involved and you want to create this thing mm. and when you're collaborating it can be difficult to divide up work but I know there's been a situation where, you know, I have like basically done the designs and like created the deck and then it's someone else presenting it. And then it looks like that person has done everything. Mm. So it's maybe like someone higher up or 
um and it's just like oh like did you get credit for it yeah. how would you do that differently now six like firstly why did you do that because once again going back to self-promotion like that's something that we kind of say that's fine um yeah. now that you've learned that like what would you do differently and why do you think you know i guess they took yeah that. well i think well the reason so my thinking back then was that this person obviously has like years of experience in that field so it makes sense for that person to present it like who mm. am i to go and be like oh i want to do this but then if i was to go back now i would say you know i did this work and i kind of want to present it because i feel like i understand because i did it i understand it better and i can explain the rationale behind it mm. um and you know and i would just say i want to try and just see how it goes mm. i think similar to susie's as well it's in the sense that you know you get involved in a design and a team and mine wasn't in like presentation as such but it was kind of like meeting with clients um which as a graduate you don't really get to do a lot in big firms but you know this was an opportunity for me because i was so heavily involved in it and you know the day of the meeting they turn around and they're like oh um you know we feel like so and so uh, would be best fit to go speak and in the moment you know I was like yes I'm a team player everyone put effort into this but then looking back at it it's like that was such a huge opportunity and if I pushed myself and been like I understand um but I just feel like for the team it'd be best suited if maybe I go along with them or if I was a representative um considering how involved I am in the design so that was a situation where you know after they went through the door I was like oh. <laughs> 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 just slipped through right <laughs> yeah as Susie said though sometimes like being involved in projects or doing a slide deck or helping someone else with a slide deck or something like that it can depend on obviously the level of seniority um and where what that initiative ties with and how much of a knowledge from your perspective goes into it sometimes it might just be like jiggling things around and like you know just trying to make it look pretty and things like that but um, if you really want credit for things that you might not be, I'm not saying you might not be the best person to present it, but because of where it's getting presented, it, someone else needs to present that. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because right? um, it, the initiative is on that level, right? Mm -hmm. And you might be doing it yourself. But if you want that credit, I feel like you need to let the person know, like, let me know what feedback you get so I can learn from it as well. So let them know that you're not just doing it and you're gonna forget about it, but you are mm -hmm. expecting a feedback from what that person gets from that presentation, whoever he's presenting to, so that mm -hmm. he or she has that um, accountability to come back to you and let you know the feedback because you've been you've been working on it as well. Mm -hmm. Another thing you can do is also talk to your manager when whenever you have one-to-ones your manager, um, I think I mentioned this previously on um, other podcasts or when I think we, when we were talking, but talk to your manager, let them know the projects you are getting involved in, whether it's big or small. So that's in their radar as well. Mm -hmm. Just in case someone jumps in and be like, I did this well, your manager's there. Be like, actually, you know, someone from my team helped you as well. So again, having like that backup and that um, seat almost, um, yeah. Uh, in a way will help you like not because you're not always like fighting for yourself you have other people to back you up as well mm. I think it's all situation based right because yeah. there are some situations yeah. where it's fine when someone else does it because rather than you tag along all the time so I think it's yeah. being a better like the right making your own judgment around when it's the right time for you but I think going back to what you said Perry is actually even leaving a little note right oh how did that presentation go to let mm -hmm. them know that by the way it was me that did the work rather than yeah. kind of lift and shift and they forget about you and I think that's such a important thing to kind of think about when we do kind of do our work and it, it's fine when some people take it but at times it, it is the case of like ownership as well right mm -hmm. yeah definitely I mean when you're working in a team you can't do everything on your own possibly like you it's just not possible mm -hmm. so you know there are many hands on like who are responsible for creating something like that so in no shape or form i think the other person on the other side of the presentation are going to think like wow this person did a really great job by him or herself like mm -hmm. it's just not possible they are probably thinking like who helped that person mm -hmm. who was involved so they are able to like thank them as well 
but often it just gets lost in the translation so when you say like i'm expecting a feedback that person will be will not forget you yeah and then yeah and i think the transparency piece that you mentioned is so important because i think as long as the person that is like your manager knows what you're up to like at times it it's not worth fighting that battle if that makes sense as long as your manager and your reporting line understand yeah. right because rather than trying to fight like by the way i did it, it just sounds a bit childish at times right so yeah. self-promotion isn't about putting your name against everything and saying it's me it's my work and like being childish about it it's finding the right time to say okay there's a promotion cycle coming up now is the right time for me to own these things and put my name against it and mainly let the people that matter know what you're working on because yeah. i think that's the most important Thing, right because I think going back to what you said against this is like as soon as that person walked out of the room your first feeling was ah oh, damn I should have I should have taken a lead on that right it's too late and I think so there's been so many times that we've gone through situations where because we didn't self-promote or speak up opportunities have slipped through our fingers I mean we're all quite new very new to the career so we're trying to figure out ourselves but I think it is one of those things that we need to kind of be aware of now so when the time comes you can't you know turn around and say it's so and so's fault it's yeah. most often it's under our control to excel in our careers right yeah mm -hmm. I think what, with what Swiss you said like you like that opportunity slipped right um but I think again like going back to your manager like say saying like I was involved in that and I really enjoyed it I'd have loved to see it through um mm -hmm. so if anything mm -hmm. like that comes up in the radar again like oh please like um take this as my into consideration that I am interested because I really enjoy like doing that little small bit over there so next time mm -hmm. an opportunity like that comes again you you are on their list exactly. mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. uh, I wouldn't say so you know in, in terms of experiences that you girls have had I'm not going to stand up and say like yeah I've gone through the same process because to be honest I I, look, I try to think about it think about it right now and I really have not had a chance to come through these kind of like, you know these situations which is why I haven't really inputted anything but yeah, just adding, you know, from a hypothetical point of view, if that were, if let's say what happened to Swiss happened to me the first time, right? I think one of the things I would definitely do, again, is going back to that like topic of transparency, which is going to the manager and just saying, you know, what, you know, this, this, like, you know, I did this work, but, you know, what what's happened has happened. But in the future, just trying to, just trying to show them, like, you know, that you would like to get that addition involved because, Again, it's learnings for you, right? For instance, mm -hmm. there's a presentation that you missed out on because someone else put their hand forward at that point in time. You can go back and say, look, I haven't had, I have not had the opportunity yet to develop my presentation abilities. So this is something where I think if you you know, if I need your potential assistance to push me forward to like do a presentation, you can make that corner because ultimately at the, at the end of the day, if you never get these opportunities, then you're never gonna get better at them, are you? And and how are you gonna be a further asset to the company if you haven't really brushed that up? Mm. And that's that's your responsibility as well. Again, just to push that through, just to say, look, yeah. I, I want to get better at this. I need to get better at this. How can you help me? Mm. Yeah, exactly. That's why I was like mentioning all these almost like actionable advice instead of like shame experience because I think because I did all that, um, I was like, asking for feedback. I was letting my manager know. I never felt like in a position where I wasn't given credit where credit was due. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. Definitely. I think it's interesting, isn't it? Because uh, once again, one of the quotes from the workshop is that it's not bragging if it's based on facts. So exactly. going back to that term, if you have put in that work, you taking the credit isn't bragging, right? Because you've done the work. So it's recognizing that if you have done the work, you won't kind of bragging. And one of the stories that we had at work was that there was a person who used to always uh, promote themselves and they used to send like a weekly email to the team saying, I did this, 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 and a long list, like circulating it to the whole team. And then the lady was like, why, why are they doing that? Right. It just seemed braggy. There was nothing to gain. So I think going back to self-promotion, it's about like, it's not about the bragging piece but it's actually what can you what learning can you share right so what they then yeah. started was that this is what i did last week this is what i learned hopefully you can learn from it as well so i think the next time you have a workshop or a, a presentation or something that you've done and you are like um rather than trying to just stay in it it's like how can other people learn from it as well and i think that that's mm -hmm. kind of that you can kind of put on that self-promotion lens as well right Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and I, I guess like you know going back to the whole topic and the things we've done like it's interesting to kind of share 
hear everyone's kind of stories around what you, know, you guys have gone through and kind of the, sometimes the regrets for not self-promoting. But I guess moving forward, knowing what you know now and Susie Perry, Swiss, like you've been on the IR workshop as well and we've looked at all these biases and not kind of showing up and stuff. But is there any advice you'd like to give the listeners on what has worked for you from a once again this point of view and I think just like you mentioned earlier on it's all about being authentic I think that was the key theme that we've talked about throughout the whole podcast which is all around you know as long as you're being yourself you're asking the right questions being inquisitive self-promotion isn't beating your chest and saying this is what I did you can do it in a subtle angle like you know going behind the scenes and without being upright you can kind of showcase those things but is there anything that you know you'd like to let the listeners know like what you hadn't learned before and now that you have gone through your career and you know learned from your mistakes what has now worked for you and what you will continue doing in the future mm -hmm. I think in terms of like self-promotion a lot of the time I think we touched upon it earlier uh, everything that I mentioned I kind of related it back to the team you know I don't know whether it, you know it's I suppose that kind of team aspect uh, from like a young age was quite um, uh, kind of like just always very prominent in everything that I did so in every at the beginning you know everything thing I did it wasn't so much that I did this I did that it was literally just I was always talking about the team and how the team did well but they're not employing the team like you know what I mean so like I think there was a point um probably like maybe just like mid-uni and stuff when that's when I kind of clocked I was like okay yes it's obviously everyone knows it's team it's a team effort but I need to kind of push what I did more and why I succeeded whether it be in my leadership role um just kind of spend more time basically talking about what I did rather than the team because yeah at the beginning I can definitely say I just always always kind of focused on that team aspect what the team did and not so much what I did so yeah, yeah. And I think that's interesting, right? Because when we look at our leaders in our company, they talk about team quite a lot. And that makes sense because they're a leader and they're a manager. So it makes sense for them to talk about the team because it's the team doing the work. But when you're an individual contributor, you don't have a team, you're not a manager. Like, we're talking about the team, but I think there comes a time when you do kind of need to take credit for your work. And hopefully, when you get to that managerial mm -hmm. position, then it's not the case of dropping the word team at all, but it's being conscious of how often you use that team. Yeah. So if you're like there's like three people for example us five we're doing a project together or let's say us three and v is like the manager or, or you know um or whatever so like we we can say like oh as a team we did this that and the other but my point is i give credit where credit is due mm -hmm. and that includes yourself as well if you've mm -hmm. done something you need to give yourself credit so if you don't if you do honestly feel that you pulled most of the weight or there's been like a really uh you know important part of the presentation or the project that you were responsible for and you feel like it needs to be highlighted then highlight it but at the same time give credit to other people as well for example i'll be like so limika uh, was responsible for doing the introduction and the background research for everything like she did um the beginning of the presentation blah 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 and swiss went on and found all these stats she compiled them and then she put these graphs together, whatnot. And then Swiss did like, all of the referencing. She found all the references for us and sent it out. That way we could do uh, divide those references and do our own research. And I was responsible for doing all, I don't know, the graphics or something like that. So like divide it so you can, they can see the division of work between each individual in the team. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you it shows that you did work in cohesion because you did your own thing, I did my own thing. I might have done more than you, but then at the at the end of the day, this is a finished product and this is a team effort. Mm. So you can you can show like the layers between the word team. Mm. Yeah, mm -hmm. summarize it to a T. It's like give credit where credit is due, including yourself. I think that's yeah. self-promotion to a T, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> One of the most important things is you need to have, you need to build that good relationship with the team, your manager, um, your leadership, like everyone that you're going to be working like Monday to Friday with, right? Mm -hmm. And I think one thing that I have learned is knowledge, uh, sharing your knowledge is so powerful. Like if there's mm -hmm. 
things that you're interested in share with the team because they might be interested in it and then the next time they'll remember you like uh, um and it kind of makes it stand out and it shows that you're you know you're looking for innovation you you're interested in that so the next time a person you know has like an event that you know they're interested in then they'll they'll come to you and be like hey i i heard that you you went to that event like let's have you know some knowledge share kind of session mm -hmm. and the other thing is celebrate each other's success so like going back to what perry said like one thing i've learned in my new role is when someone because obviously you work in a team and when someone's done a great job i'm like oh my god yes girl like you, you did amazing like you explained everything so well like i think we're in a good place and then that same thing like next week the, that that person that i was working with did the same so she gave me credit for what i did and it it's like a give and a take back yeah we yeah. So yeah. at work we have this thing like where you give tacos to if someone's done a great job. So you know you give just like just say thank you even if it's just like uh, for a catch up. So you've had a one to one coffee catch up with someone from a leadership team and you know don't be um, afraid to be like oh like thanks for a great catch up here's some tacos for you like mm -hmm. I, I learned so much and you know just yeah. it's like yeah celebrating each other's success is such a huge thing and the more you do that um, the more people will you know start. So you can normalize it, it right? Yeah. Yeah, it's recognition. Yeah. And I think I love that, Susie, because one thing I hadn't thought about it was self-promotion isn't about yourself, it's actually sharing your knowledge. And I, I hadn't looked mm -hmm. at it that way. And I think that provides so much clarity to going back to what I said, rather than just saying this is what I did, it's like actually this is what I did and this is what I learned. And speaking up and sharing your story is gonna help someone else out there, right? And also build those relationships, let others know what you're mm -hmm. about, what they're about. And in a way, it's just building that win-win relationship, transparency, and being in a good place where everyone just celebrates each other and just good vibes. So yeah, thank you. Exactly. So like, for example, when you say, for example, there's a conference and you've gone to a conference, don't be afraid to share that knowledge and share it with the whole team. That's a really good way to self-promote yourself because it's a good way to teach other people and you're learning at the same time as well. So it's like yeah. a win-win situation. With the edX as well, like we circulated that information between our group, but then I took a course and I took it to my team and said, by the way, I did a course. Like they were like talking about what have you done in your free time and things like that. And I was like, I actually did a new course and I think you would really enjoy it. And I sent them the link. Yeah. And you know, that makes you're not saying, like, Yeah, you're not saying I did a new course, I did a new module. Yeah. And then, you know, quiet, like, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> what, what am I going to do with that information? Like, <laughs> like show that your self-promotion or like the way you're promoting yourself is going to help them as well mm -hmm. and Susie what you said about giving credit and like saying well done and things like that Let, like let's normalize that I think we don't do that often yeah. I don't know why people feel uncomfortable for saying thank you or showing appreciation whether it's in private or in public I think everyone has those like kudos and sort of things like yours is like tacos we have like our spotlight mm -hmm like make okay. sure it's done in, in private and in public as well like let other people know that you appreciate this person's efforts and what they've done for the team yeah you know um ever since like um doing that where you give credit to other people what i've noticed is like when when there's a main person presenting they always say i'm not going to take credit for this like susie did all of this they mentioned that because you know they've already said like oh well done blah 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 like when a private scene but they mentioned that and you're like oh okay it feels nice so mm -hmm. when you're presenting as well you need to say if someone's done that work or that slide say oh yeah this person did this and yeah i'm just going to talk through it Mm. or let that person talk through it even mm -hmm. so one so i wanted to talk about one thing which is again actually funnily enough you mentioned edX i've actually been going an edX course recently um and it's all through like the signs of happiness and one of the things that um, i really picked up which is really powerful is just now we've talked a lot about self-promotion but there's also times where in the opposite direction where we always have a tendency to, to be too hard on ourselves when we do you know, when we do make mistakes and stuff at work right mm -hmm. Think about think about it. If if one of your mates were to make the same mistake, how would your reaction be to them? It'd be a case of, hey, like you know, it's fine. Like you know, get yourself back up on that horse. You know, let's go back at it again. Whereas, if you do, if you make the mistake, more than not, you you are absolutely roasting yourself, aren't yeah. you? How yeah. can you do that? Like you know, I'm I cannot believe. And we actually need to go back into that. You know, that same kind of mindset like we do when we treat our friends, which is, hey, like it's okay. We're yeah, you're not gonna go to your friend and be like. Oh mate, you messed up. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> that's something that you know. That's 
it's so easily done where we are, you know, we typically are, are our own harshest critics. Mm-hmm. So that's something where you just need to take a step back and say, hey, look, you know, this, this mistake happened and it's okay. Like, you know, we're not meant to know everything at this point in time. So we do just need to learn to be kind to ourselves as well. Mm-hmm. In a way. It's not the same as just like, you know, self-promoting others and such, but that's also a really key thing that shouldn't be overlooked. Mm-hmm. And yeah, mm-hmm. for anyone, shout out to Science of Happiness. Great course. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to do that actually. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, that's what I mentioned when I um sent when I listened to Susie's um episode on the podcast, and remember I was like, oh, I really kind of needed to hear this because you know at times you like you know you do get you do have moments when you are really harsh on yourself, and kind of hearing you and Susie talk about. Um, how you shouldn't be and everything. So that's a great episode, by the way. So shout out to episode. That kind of wraps it up because uh, from the whole kind of podcast like episode and what we talked about. And firstly, I just want to say a huge thank you to all of you, all my guests of OTED coming together. It feels so great. I mean, like you guys are like the closest people to me and like we talk all the time, but it's just great to kind of, you know, set some time to talk about these kind of things and it was just great kind of from going back to in the beginning around what made you land your jobs like we're all very lucky to be working where we are where we'll be working like we've all worked hard to go for all the interviews and assessment days and firstly it's identifying that one place you definitely want to work in and secondly that's when you kind of flex your muscle around why you're worthy enough and I think Swiss like you mentioned around you know asking the right questions being curious like self-promotion isn't about going in and saying me 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 it's about you know being intrigued and and making them think oh she knows what she's about right so it's like this the self angle to it as well um and also the little tactics that you can use like rather than seeing we all the time using using i um but also like vice versa kind of thing and also everything that we said around i think the key kind of theme with everything that we said is just being authentic and some of the key things that did stick out to me like i mentioned earlier on was perry when he said you know give credit where it's due um including yourself and i think that's such a key thing about self-promotion and also susan we talked about um you know it's about sharing knowledge right and that's the most important thing and like i mentioned we're all very young we're still kind of figuring it out and we'll figure it out as we go along but i'm sure that we will carry on doing what we're doing and learn and go ups and downs but we'll come out stronger whatever we do so no thank you so much for your time again and for sharing your knowledge thank you guys once again for listening to another episode of the podcast hope you guys found it as enjoyable as i did recording it and if you want to share some feedback or show some support feel free to follow me on at self Tough sundays with a double s on instagram and i look forward to catching you same time next week thank you bye